Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. <laughs> I just said that in the same cadence of uh, the beginning of Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> like I could have oh. broken into a song. It wasn't on oh, purpose. Oh, my goodness. But how are oh. you? Oh, okay. Like week three on this allergy cold. But what are, what have you been up to? You've had like a big weekend. Oh my God. Such a big weekend. Nathan's grandma passed away a week and a half ago. And she, I mean, you know, she was 91 and had had dementia for like years and years and years and years. And so it's definitely one of those like mixed emotions things. But the weirdest part about the whole weekend is that it was so Catholic I oh my gosh. had so many hierophant, like, I guess, moments of being like, okay, you can respectfully participate in these, you know, like death rites without it being <laughs> weird. And you're not actually going to be struck by lightning from a vengeful God when you're presenting <laughs> these like Catholic rites at a funeral as a total, oh my total pagan witch. But <laughs> I said the Lord's Prayer like four times on Saturday. Oh my gosh. Because I wanted to be respectful of my in-laws. Right. And I think that it was actually really good practice because I didn't feel as conflicted and weird and hypocritical as I normally do when I Mm -hmm. think about like participating and stuff like that. So I must be healing that relationship with the Hierophant. Or, you know, you participating and being respectful was for the grandmother, not necessarily for like anybody else. I mean, I did keep thinking like of adding plurals to a lot of the like God (laughs) stuff in my head. Oh my but gosh. I didn't do it out loud. <laughs> Our Father us who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. <laughs> I know. I was actually shocked at how easily I could remember it. Oh, yeah. Shocked. Yeah, once you start, you just can't stop. Yeah. It's, it's autom- it just automatically starts coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, I kept thinking, like, you're doing this as, like, I w- when I was an undergraduate, I majored in religious studies. So I kept thinking, like, you're doing this as a religious studies experience this is like anthropological you're participating in like (laughs) a community event (laughs) but it did kind of make me yearn for a more in-person pagan community like I want to be doing some of our special things like instead of just me by myself or me with some non-pagan friends doing solstice things like Mm -hmm. bringing having a be a big community event so that's something that I really want to think about because it's fun to have those communal experiences with people Oh, yeah. And for me recently, it's been really weird because I've been having this pull towards being more ritualistic, which is very strange for me because I've been like so like pushing that away. Yeah. Very anti-ritualistic. But for some reason, like there's a comfort in the ritual. Yeah. So for some reason, like just like the past two weeks, I've been like, huh, maybe I'll consider this more and like starting to add things into my own practice. Yeah. It's kind of strange how continuous evolving. Yeah, I know. Okay, so are we ready for the Wiley Terror podcast car of the day? Leaving all the allergies behind, my <laughs> anger towards the cherry blossoms are leaving my body. Okay, well, our card of the day is the Page of Swords. Oh, that's so oh, funny. Like the... Didn't we get the Page of Cups last week? We got the Knight of Cups last oh, week. Oh, okay. Because the Knight of Cups, I always call him the, the fuck boy anyway, because that's kind of like... <laughs> 
that's what he that's what he likes a lot so yeah but yeah we uh we got the page of swords today and i think we actually got the page of swords a few weeks ago so to me the page of swords is always about curiosity and kind yeah. of acting on new ideas and just kind of going forward and you're not quite sure what to do with the sword but you're gonna go forward and wield the sword anyway no matter kind of what it cuts down sometimes you it's good cutting sometimes it's bad out. yeah exactly <laughs> hopefully you can avoid the knight of swords like just destructive <laughs> yeah sword use. The, the, the page of swords is much like less destructive she's yeah. just running through there like hey i got a sword you want to see my sword so <laughs> that's how i kind of envision the page of swords just really excited that she found a sword yeah <laughs> trying new things awesome yes, all right exactly. well our first question for the day is from our friend joe who says i've been struggling a lot with my job lately it feels like they don't appreciate my skills and i don't end up doing what they hired me to do my questions for the cards are what is going to help me become the employee they hired me to be how can I actually get to the point where they give me the responsibility I was hired to have? Ooh, those are two big questions. Yeah, because it kind of, at least in my experience, when it feels like jobs are like that, it's because the person who hired you has like liked you and wanted to hire you, but had no idea what the position was going to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so do you want to split it into two chunks? Yeah, I think two chunks because since they're pretty meaty questions, yeah. meaty questions, meaty then, questions. um, <laughs> sorry, that was a soup throwback. <laughs> so meaty. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's going to get that I didn't, reference or But not. I'm really, really, I mean, I, <laughs> I got it once you said that it was a soup okay. reference. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> sorry. Maybe we could even start by doing like a card for Joe and a card for the energy of her employer and then go into those two questions. Those two questions. Yeah, I think so. Do you want to pull a card for Joe and I'll pull for her? Uh, yes, I shall. Okay. Pulling a card for Joe. I'm pulling a card for Joe. Joe, 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 Joe. I'm pulling a card for Joe. Now you're counting singing and shuffling simultaneously. You are such a multi-hyphenate. <laughs> it's, it's the cherry blossoms. That's all it is. <laughs> Oh my god, this card is just showing up all the time. Oh, well, so is this one for me. What so. did you pull? My, I pulled Page of Cups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that card is all over the place for you. I know. <laughs> and I pulled the Three of Swords. Oh, that's interesting for the employer. Yeah, I mean, I, it kind of... It kind of makes sense. It kind of goes along with what my guess was, which is sometimes people hire people because they really like them without having a super great idea about yeah, they're just what trying to cover up is. like a gap is, yeah. Yeah, and so if she's the page of cups and she's like kind of have it like full of this vibrant energy where she wants to get stuff mm -hmm. done and create stuff and like bring forth new ideas and all of this and they're kind of like dealing with something else where they don't really maybe they don't really know what they want her to be doing or there's mm -hmm. other stuff outside of work that might be impacting yeah. their ability impacting to like things. be rational there and understand that she's not happy yeah and also if if they're in pain if they're not responding correctly towards her then they're bring they're kind of lashing out their pain on them too. Yeah. Like if the if the work environment's not the best work environment, then that pain could be impacting the office kind of like way Generally, of doing yeah. stuff like like processes and stuff. So the whole culture. Yeah. Well, interesting. Okay, so I guess then like the coping mechanisms questions become even more important because if there's like sort of external pain that the 
organization is feeling, then how are you supposed right. to be that page that of cups, excited yeah. person while everyone around you is kind of like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, That's a direct gosh. quote, right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Do you want to pull like, so, oh, go ahead. Well, because it's interesting because what's, what's going to help me become the employee they hired me to be? I would kind of slightly change that oh, is how can it. she be the best employee where she's at now? Yeah. Does that make sense? Because who they hired her to be is different than how she can do the best in her job right now. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm sorry, Joe, we're changing the question a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Also, the three of pentacles just popped out of my deck. Oh, well, that's two threes from you. Yeah. And also it's good because it's a reminder that this is about work. So maybe that's even clarification for the pain card. Like, the organization in general is kind of like suffering and not really working the way that they would hope that they could. Yeah. There's a lot of like anguish about the Mm -hmm. functionality of people working together. It's just not working very well. Yeah. So it's not just you. I mean, that's the good thing. Yeah, that is. That's true. It confirms (laughs) it's it's not you. It's them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So what did I change the question to? Oh, how can she be the best employee (laughs) where she's at now? Okay. That's what I changed the question to. I'll pull... How many cards, Holly, do you think I should pull? My gut says three. As <laughs> Your usual. gut says three. Okay, I'll pull three. I was gonna. I was thinking two, but three is always you good. You can anyway. do two. You're pulling the cards. I'll see what the first two are and then decide if I need to pull three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the three cards I pulled were the moon, death, and six of pentacles. So to me, of course, like to be the best employee where you are now, six of pentacles is, of course, giving a card to me. It's especially at work. It's more of being receptive and kind of doing what you're being given. Yeah. If it makes any sense. Like it's just like the day in day out stuff, but also giving to other people, giving that being more charitable towards others. So maybe if, if you get these three of swords attitudes towards you, don't become defensive, just give back to them in charity. Just think of it as you being charitable towards them and kind of like pushing it forward. Yeah. But the moon and death is really interesting because the moon of course is like a time where it's going to be you're just going to be wandering around and death is you'll need to find your people to kind of hang on to during this time. That's how the mermaid tarot kind of reads it, where this change during the changing time, yeah. you need to find your people to kind of hold on to and help you because um, it's it's hard change. It's not like an easy one to go through. Yeah, I guess I'm just hung up on the moon. Yeah. Like, I feel like that kind of goes back to nobody really having an idea of what they want her to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like there's and I think unknown. that'll continue. Yeah, yeah, there's like shadow. I guess like so. Then those three cards together would be like comfort in that shadow. Yeah, like feeling like you'll still be able to make transformations, and even without having a lot of light shed on the whole situation. Right, and I think it's interesting. We got a second pinnacle, which of course is like work life to me yeah the moon showing up in work readings is always really hard because it's like it's hard to advise somebody on Mm -hmm. areas that are unknown yeah darkened areas yeah especially with the moon and death together it's like hey yeah so yeah i think that like being as like understanding as possible for people who are coming at you being like well i don't know what you want me to do like trying to be charitable and just understand that there's a lot going on that they can't tell you, won't tell you, whatever is probably a good idea. 
it's like it's like the kind of the only recourse you kind of have in this exactly like you there's really no answer in this time just that it's a changing time and you need to find your people and hang on to your people but but the reaction towards others when they come at you would be six of pentacles being more charitable and i i hate to say take it but just receiving what they're giving you. Well, and part of that also is like, if that's not something you're comfortable with, then leaving is always an option. Like if you're not comfortable with that much darkness, that much unknown, that much transition, you having to always be the one who's just like, okay, well I'll deal with it. But like the option is just to not, deal with it anymore find something we ha- else we haven't done an action card yet holly oh, we yeah, don't know what the true. action is so okay but, but mine is a little bit more action oriented because i'm saying how can you actually get to the point where they give you responsibilities that you were hired to have so we'll see we'll see you'll see what comes up <laughs> so for that i got the seven of pentacles okay the knight of swords and the queen of pentacles Okay, so I don't really feel like that's necessarily telling you that you need to leave as much as it's telling you that you need to just keep powering through, kind of Mm -hmm, knowing your own strength with the Queen of Pentacles. Like, you have this capability to, you know, create change that you're interested in and be this strong, self-aware person within your job. Um, It's going to be sort of, it's sort of the beginning of hard work because of the Seven of Pentacles sort of being at the beginning of that Seven, Eight, Nine. So right, you're right. putting in the effort and you need to do that a little bit more ruthlessly and recklessly with that Knight of Swords. Like, just go for it. Just keep doing everything you can and sort of be confident in your own capabilities of somebody who knows who they are and knows what value you can bring to your job. And also, I always think of the Queen of Pentacles as the more witchy of the queens. So if that's your path, path in life, yeah. then go ahead and like witch it up a little bit because... I think both Holly and I have been there in our own workplaces where we've oh, had yeah, to totally. bring in Manifesting help in that stuff. aspect. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So to me, that, that's what the Queen of Pentacles always says, like in that aspect is like, hey, witch it up a little bit. So. Yeah. And also like the other thing is that it is hard work and you have to keep moving forward. I think that right. that's sort of yeah. like the night being like, it's not just about continuing to nose to the grindstone this. Mm-hmm. It's like movement, brute like force, make stuff yeah. happen. Yeah, brute force, exactly. Like force it through. Yikes! Yeah. Well, I hope that helps. I I'm sorry. I but hope it's that so helps. Frustrating. Joe. Yeah, keep us updated how things go. And yeah, we love you. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness, work stuff. I just like do not miss. I mean, my current job is such a good fit, and I'm so happy to be there. But it was such a struggle of being like. I have to second guess everything I thought I knew about myself because this is going so poorly. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially when you owe a bunch of student loan debt for a master's degree and then you're Mm -hmm. in the field and you're like, I hate every single day of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're like, what did I do? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, how do I get to the point where I'm comfortable with just continuing to pay the student loans, but find a different job. But the thing is it was all situational. Once I got into a new department, it was fine. All of the anger and frustration was only situational and I like created this new environment for myself that has been fantastic but I do not every single time somebody's going through work stuff I just get it I get how miserable oh yeah oh yeah that's why I moved to Korea is work stuff so (laughs) completely understand (laughs) yeah you could do a cross-continental move (laughs) yeah I mean that's not out of the question I feel I guess you crossed (laughs) half of a continent but then the entire Pacific Ocean (laughs) Pacific Ocean 
<laughs> a transcontinental move. There you go. Transcontinental. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Our second question is from Tarot They Be, who asks, how important are positions of the card in a spread? Is there any significance or is it just an aesthetic thing? <laughs> an aesthetic thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think it's so cute. <laughs> I, I mean, for me, it's the spreads that I create, it's usually actually space related. Because <laughs> yeah. my desk is so narrow, so I never can do spreads that are like really tall spreads. Really tall. I always make them super wide. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I will clarify. The shape of the spread is an aesthetics, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good clarification. So, so, like, I don't have space on my little altar for, like, more than maybe, like, seven cards. <laughs> so, if there's, like, a V formation, if there's a V formation with, like, random wings somewhere, I can't do those. Yeah. So, so then I'll, like, usually put them all in a straight line or, like, two rows, things like that. Yeah. So, just because it's, to me, it's, it's the position and your floor isn't safe because your dog has a taste for tarot cards i know he really just apparently just loves to read tarot to his other friends i guess (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so i think the shape of the spread is aesthetics but as far as position goes I feel like it depends. It that's totally depends. It depends. Because sometimes the tarot will tell you something that's not related to the position at yeah. all. It's, yeah. it, and it's like, this message is more important than the position that you've put me in. Well, and I also think that there's, like, it. you become a more natural tarot reader if you are able to see, like, a big picture. And so, like, different things reflecting, like you just did in our last reading, like, pointing out all the pentacles. So if you Mm -hmm. see, if you do a spread where it's like something you need more of, something you need less of, it's nice if those cards are next to each other because then seeing how those cards like reflect and interact with each Mm -hmm. other could give you more clarification about both of those cards. Right. Like if I need more of this thing and less of this thing and they are similar, then you can figure out that there's just some nuance that you need to create between your actions or whatever. Or if they're like fire and water and fire and water are complete polar opposites, you can kind of be like, oh, this, I need to tone this down and tone this up. Yeah. You know, and it it's, more that, it's nicer yeah. to be able to sort of like intuitively read that sort of thing if they're close to each other. Yeah. I think maybe that's another reason that we struggle so much with the Celtic cross, because I think that that was way more about aesthetics than about like mm-hmm. storytelling. And so when I'm looking at that, I have to like, even, I mean, I know that I don't do it frequently. So maybe if I did it more, this wouldn't be as much of a problem, but I always have to refer back to the spread because it's just not very like intuitive the way that it's designed. It seems way more about the form than the function. Yeah. To me, it's, it's too constrictive because like recently I've been reading like a different way and where it's like, I have four or five cards in front of me and I get like a feel for what's going on. Yeah. And to me that comes more natural. You being able to get a narrative style and a story than specific, like future past present, you know, this signifier or significator or whatever, you know, where I feel confined with something like the Celtic cross or something similar. Whereas in for non-position reading, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So totally beyond the scope of this question. It is. Sorry. One of my favorite. (laughs) No, 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 you're fine. One of my favorite. Oh, were you apologizing to Homan? <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was apologizing to the, the listeners that you're fine. Oh. <laughs> Keep going. No. I just realized that you're apologizing before you were going to tell your anecdotes. So. Oh, yeah. No, no, like, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was going Cherry even Blossom, farther sorry. off the scope. Girl, <laughs> okay. we are just in a weird spot today, aren't we? We're just like so... <laughs> 
the pollen is getting to our brains. I know our brains are like, what's happening? No, so this is what I'm about to say is totally beyond the scope of the question. <laughs> but what I've been really liking to do lately is like like conversation with the cards almost. Where like mm. you're not going instead of creating a spread beforehand like reacting to the message that you're getting from the cards and asking further questions from that. It's kind of like a further elaboration of me always liking to pull additional clarifying cards at the end of every single thing I do, because I have done a couple of monthly challenges. I think the one in March was probably the most about this. It was like a connect with your spirit guide sort of thing. Oh yeah. Um, And that, and I kept falling super behind. And so I'd be answering like six questions at a time. And they were Mm -hmm. all questions that really aligned with each other because spiral C tarot on Instagram did a really great job of creating it in order for it to feel like a conversation. So I would do like six questions at once and it would be like, okay, so what's this? And then I'd pull a card and then I'd be like, okay, clarification or whatever. And it was just so back and forth that it felt like having a conversation with the cards rather than like me trying to look at a stagnant set of five cards that I pulled and get as much information out of it as possible. It felt really fluid, kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. Like that buzz that you get when you're like having a really, really good reading. It was just all of that sort of thing. So I think that that's like something that I really like doing and also pulls me farther away from specific spreads. Because I think positions for me, I like the idea of positions because it gives me different perspective than what I would bring to the table. Yeah. So I like, even sometimes I also like writing down position questions because later if I want to refer back to them, I can use them in my own like private practice sort of thing. A really good point. If you do the conversational style, a lot of the times you can't really journal about it. Yeah. You can journal about general feelings of it, but you don't remember what you were saying. But what I was going to say is like for the snap out of it spread that we created, how I'm feeling, I had like slightly pivoted. And the reason that I designed it like graphically that way was because I wanted it to set apart your feeling apart from like all of the other stuff that was going on. Yeah. So that's another reason that sometimes those choices are made just with card positions. It's like, I want this to be slightly differentiated from just the like, what am I feeling? Or, you know, what's my next step? Right. Cause it's a special focus point that, you know, to kind of look at Yeah, exactly. rather than just like a general, because with the other four cards in the spread, you know, you can look at them all together and tell a story with them as well as the positions. Exactly. But with the feelings, you kind of want that pivoted out because it's a special like thing to focus on exactly. and it's not necessarily needs to be included with the other four. Yeah. So I and then in other spreads where I've had stuff blocking, I think that like the visually like here's what's going on and here's what's blocking me from moving forward. Having the blocking card be either sideways on top of the card or just covering it slightly. I think that that's also really helpful just visually to in storytelling. So that was not helpful at all because we both said that it did matter and it didn't matter. Yeah. But it's well, one of those things like so many other things. It's a total personal preference. Yeah. Especially when a card comes out and you re- and you realize you're like, oh, it's not talking about this. It's talking yeah. about this. Because I've had that before where it's where I've been asking questions and then like, you know, death or something pops out and you're like, oh, this is more serious than I thought. What's it referring to? And then you realize, <laughs> oh, it's referring to this. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not even wanting to deal with this like little bit of shit. It's wanting to deal with like the big stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And like, 
like with anything else, and we've talked about this a million times, but like, I think that one of the things that makes people good readers is adaptability. And so if you're pulling stuff and it's not working for you or whatever, just keep pulling. Or alternatively, yeah. if you find a spread that you love, but it isn't physically able to fit on your space, which we both experience, yeah, like feeling like you can take the questions that work for you in that spread and leave the ones that don't or whatever, just like adapt it to make it more functional for you. I think that like, that's kind of the downside of everything being so posted on Instagram is that if I'm inspired by a spread, but my spread looks totally different, like Mm -hmm. it can feel weird to post it and be like, this is this spread from this person, even though it looks nothing like it. And I changed some of the questions or whatever. I'm like, (laughs) that's still okay because it's about what you're getting out of it more than exactly. Yeah. It's, it's it's more tailored for what you need in that specific moment, not what the tarot designer designed. Exactly. Spread designer designed. There we go. Yeah, totally. So it does and it doesn't. Do what makes yeah. you feel good. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's the wildly tarot motto. Do what makes you feel good. <laughs> Do what makes you feel good. Also, yeah. could there be a more like Taurus like That's motto? true. <laughs> Well, yeah, and cancer too. Like, just do what makes you feel good. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, what you're comfortable with, what makes you feel happy. I know, what makes you feel good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so, oh, yay, we're doing something totally new. I know, it's exciting. I forgot already. (laughs) You forgot already, oh my gosh. So we are giving a shout out to our friends, Pinecones and Moonstones, another podcast. They're like witchy plus science, and they have, they're bi-weekly, so it's every other week they have something come out. Their previous episode was about ritual altars and oh, nice. how to do ritual altar. And they had a bunch of their listeners like post ritual altars. And the, before that, they had like a whole tarot thing where they deep dived into tarot. So they're a newbie podcast. So go check them out. Pine cones and moonstones. And the ants is an ampersand. So yes, good luck. <laughs> ampersand. Yeah, good luck. You might want to start with you. following them on Instagram. Yeah, we, we are going to plug them on Instagram. So follow the link that we post there and it'll be all good. It'll get our stories. So. Yes, perfect. And yeah. Esther, you finally got Luna's soul. <laughs> oh my gosh, Holly. It took forever. It escaped the seven circles of Korean male hell. <laughs> <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle in Hawaii is what it escaped. Yeah. I was convinced. <laughs> no, you were like, it's in country. And then it still took two weeks it after still it got took, to I was Korea. Like, oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So yes. <laughs> I just feel like it should be stated that Korea is like the size of Southern California. But it's I think everything just kind of gets like stuck in customs for a little oh. while. And they're like, oh, hey, let's look at this tarot deck. This looks really cool. And they're playing with it and they're doing other stuff with it. And then they send it to me. <laughs> so I'm kind of convinced that's going on in the background. But you have it now and I'm so excited. I do. I've had it for about a week. Yay. Yeah, and that's the other thing is that you got a couple days to play with it because we exactly. did the book episode last week. I know. That was fun. Um, oh my, did you hear my cracking voice? I sound like an 11-year-old boy. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Luna Soul is an indie deck that was published by Liminal 11, and they're the ones who are creating the really awesome modern tarot or who are publishing the really awesome modern tarot that Esther posted a couple of uh, images of one of the cards on her Instagram because she used it for a spell packet. Yes. They're awesome. They're super, super dynamic indie publisher. And they say about Lunasol, the Lunasol Tarot is an uplifting modern tarot deck designed and illustrated by best-selling author and illustrator uh, Mike Medaglia. Sure. Rich in traditional (laughs) symbolism with a beautiful, warm color palette. It delivers imagery that will inspire the intuition with a positive embrace. 
essential for collectors, seasoned practitioners, and new entrants alike. And so I bought this deck when I was in London because I'd seen it on Instagram a bunch, but shipping from the UK made it like twice as expensive. Yeah, because it was only at that time available in the UK, if I remember correctly. Yeah, exactly. So you would have had to buy it from like a UK stockist and it was going to be it's not a very expensive deck it was like no it's not it's like 25 bucks yeah Yeah. but anyway i was looking when i was looking at it yesterday it's available on amazon us now yeah it like i think it exploded like after you came back and everyone saw you post it and then it exploded holly's holly's an influencer everybody i I keep saying this and no one believes me But it's the truth. Uh, but anyway, so I bought it in this like really, really cool shop. And I went in. It's where I bought the Happy Tarot that I sent to Aster. Yes. But I bought it. And then I immediately opened it. And I was like, this is way even better than I expected. Except for that the box is like the box total is crap. garbage. It's so weird. Yeah. Mine came all banged up and like ripped pretty much. I mean, I already decanted everything anyway, so it doesn't yeah. even matter too bad. But it's still just like, this is a really cheap box. Yeah, and it's kind of a bad first impression because you open it and you're like, okay, it's weirdly too big for the deck. Yeah. And it's kind of destroyed. And so that's like my, like, I mean, we'll get to it in the parameters, but I would war- give you a word of warning that if you do love this deck and buy it, you'll probably want to put it in a different box. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A bag or something. So speaking of our parameters, what's our general impression and what is the vibe of the deck? What do you think, Holly? I think my general impression is that I've never really seen a deck that does so much integration of people of color and people with different body sizes and not just in like a couple of spaces but in a lot Mm -hmm. of spaces I was reading a review from Azalea Earthwork who we've referenced before and they were pointing out that in a lot of decks that have a lot of people of color in them they'll have like black women as cards that are about strength um and not any of the cards that are about contemplation or whatever oh yeah like a microaggression thing where black women are kind of expected to always be strong, but don't have room for vulnerability. And this deck does a really good job of incorporating people of color in all sorts of different cards rather than it Mm -hmm. just being the strength card or just being, you know, one or two areas. It's really kind of integrated throughout, but the actual colors of like the background images are also really cool. They're super pastel. Um, It's really, really, really like, fun and interesting to look at the cards yeah I feel like they're like a kaleidoscope like it's kind of the colors are everywhere and and it's unexpected palette yeah because of course we're used to RWS based decks being very strong being very potent and this is just very soft without losing any of that potency yeah totally and the color I think that you're totally right the colors contribute a lot to that especially in the pentacles because all the pentacles are like colorful discs rather than coins And it feels really, like, good, I guess. I'm so articulate today. (laughs) It feels feels really good, uh, good, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I, I think this is, like, probably the best beginner deck I would give, like, someone. If someone asked for me, like, what's the beginner, what's a good beginner deck, I would say get Luna Soul. Yeah. Because it's RWS-based, they already get, or I should we say Smith-White, 
weight based, um, where you get the foundation underneath you. That's to me, it's more universal. And yeah. then on top of that, you get people of color, LGBTQIA people, and body, body differences. Diversity. Yeah, yeah. I, you get the whole package in this deck. I yeah. think. Yeah, and it, there's a lot of cards that are just full blown, like reflective of Smith weight cards. And then there are a couple that are just slightly tweaked. In yeah. ways that I find them more relatable, I guess. Yes. Yeah. So even beyond just my favorite cards, like this, like, uh, actually, no, we'll talk about that in favorite cards because I think that it fits neatly there. But like, there are a couple where it's zoomed in on like just the hands rather than having mm-hmm. a whole scene. And for some reason, it's really, really, really evocative and like, yeah, nice. So I think that yeah. you're totally right. If this was somebody's first deck, they would be able to get the ball rolling with RWS meanings, but also not kind of get trapped in the feelings of like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this emperor? What the hell am I supposed right. to do with this hierophant? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you don't get like the whole patriarchy structure. You don't get the whole like religious structure in yeah. it. I think it kind of cleanses the RWS in that aspect. Totally. And that uh, the hierophant is actually such a good point because the hierophant is like a spirit master with like a, you know, like a pipe, like, like four, a, eight, nine eyes and like a flute. And he's kind was, of hovering. I, like, I think that's right. Pipe. <laughs> but you're right. It's yeah, a it was pan pipe. Yeah. Pan, I don't know. It's a flute. <laughs> I think you're right. A flute or some sort of pipe instrument. There has to be oh, yeah. a different word for that. What's a pipe instrument called? An <laughs> instrument that looks like a pipe, a wind instrument. That's what I was like. A woodwind. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> we are working 100 today, Holly. Oh my God. <laughs> Our antihistamines are firing on all fours today. <laughs> These are going to be like those episodes where people are like, okay, they're here. Place to get started episode was really good. And then something goes horribly wrong. <laughs> they went off the wayside. So what kind of readings have you used it for since you've had it the longest of the both of us? Yeah, I mean, just kind of general. Um, I feel like so many people post about it on Instagram or maybe just people that we interact with. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have, because I've been seeing so much of it through that, I haven't really been pulling it out very much. Right. I think that me, I think that probably putting it into a different box would help too. I just feel like I'm going to rip it every time I use it. But yeah. I think this could really be used for anything. I've used it for readings for other people. I did a reading for a coworker's friend that like left both of us in tears. It was like incredibly Aww. powerful. So I think yeah. that it it does not it packs a real punch. I think that it was totally appropriate to use for other people and for just general readings for yourself. Yeah, that's that's the what's because of kind of the uh, oversaturation on Instagram. I've been reluctant to post about it myself or kind of use it because I want the images to continue to be meaningful for me. So I've just been kind of meditating on them and getting to know the deck better and using it kind of like with the weekly spread sort of thing, because to me, it's connecting with the deck in a different way. And I haven't had opportunity to read with it for other people, but it hasn't indicated to me that it's ready for that yet. I think there still needs to be some sort of like uh, connection bonding that we need to continue to do. I totally get that. Yeah. Um, so what are your favorite cards? I want to know what they are. Awesome. Mine are mostly, no, they're all minor arcanas, which rarely oh. happens. And I chose all of them because they're slight variations on the regular versions. I yes. really love the five of discs because oh, yes, rather yes. than two people like walking past a church, all freezing, it's a little bit more reminiscent of like the 10 of wands, but slightly uh-huh. less 
I don't know, slightly less heavy. It's a person holding five discs, like carrying them. So there's still like a burden component. It's still sort of about poverty and feeling overwhelmed, but it's not quite as much about like this happened to me as much as I put myself in this position. And I like that distinction because I like the idea that if you're feeling a five of pentacles emotion, it's something that you can, you have the strength and power to change. Yeah. So I really like that. I I also really like the six of wands instead of it being a guy on a horse. It's just a hand bursting through a wreath of laurel. The color is great. The sun in the background is really pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think that it's really, really neat. I also majorly love the two of cups because it brings that duality forward a little bit. It's like night and day, mm-hmm. the rainbow. But they're also the cups are on the sep- on the opposite side, so yeah. I like that. I really like that because so really like opposites that. can communicate well, exactly, and get along together. And then also the Queen of Discs. I just love Queen oh, of Pentacles yeah. in general, she was but so I love that she's like sitting under a tree. Mm-hmm. There's animals around her. There's like little butterflies in the background. I just really, really, really love it. Yeah. That's one thing I will mention is that the queens in this deck are elevated above the kings, but the meaning doesn't change. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little I don't it's a little awkward kind of even though it's not like it's smashing the patriarchy, which I really love, but it's also throwing off the passive, active, passive, active dynamic that you usually have with yeah, the court cards. I guess I didn't even really notice that because I flipped through it in a pub rather than like giving it. Oh, yeah. Time yeah. It was it, it was in the book. <laughs> you and you're using the book. <laughs> I'm just like reading it. So, so to me and also it kind of made me question why did why in turn they did not because all the pages like why didn't they elevate the pages above the knights then? Because they're the passive energy, too. Because it's kind of like the queens mirror the pages. So, But the pages don't necessarily have gender assigned to it in the way that queens do. So maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, a lot of decks do because they change it to the princess or whatever. But that could be part right. of it. So anyway, it was that's something to kind of uh, be aware of. It doesn't really change the meanings, I don't think. Because I looked through the meanings and it didn't and kind of. Still the same. But it's just that they switched yeah the hierarchy of that so oh and also just one other thing i really liked all of the aces the aces are all oh yeah especially the ace of pentacles it's just like so so pretty yes that is one of my cards thank you very much holly (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) okay your turn what are your favorites oh it's my turn okay so one of my favorite cards is i like the three of swords because i love that it's like a like a stained glass window heart yeah. that's been shattered by three swords. I think I think that's a really beautiful way to kind of display the three of swords. So totally. I don't know why I'm liking all these three of swords lately. Like a couple decks I've always liked. I know. Three of I, I know. think that people are maybe just like starting to look at it in different ways. Yeah. Intuitively making it better. Um, I do, of course, like the Ace of Discs because I love the mandala oh, it's so disc pretty. that's on there. All the flowers. It's so pretty. <laughs> I just love it. It's like one of the, and like the Ace of Cups is also beautiful, but I wasn't going to choose all the aces. I was going to save our listeners from that. So <laughs> I know I did the same thing. <laughs> like, and then I also like the Five of Cups because of the perspective, because yes. the cups that have fallen over are in her mind. It's like they are fixating on it. Yeah. And I really like that idea because sometimes we always fixate on the cups that have fallen and all that disappointment and all that like yeah. angst instead of looking at the cups that are right beside us that are totally fine. So I love that. And I also depiction. really like that because normally, 
normally that's kind of how I would read it anyway, but it's so much more immediate lately. Like these cups just got knocked over. And yeah. in this depiction, it's like, this is something that could have happened forever ago, but you're still fixating yeah. on this past mistake rather than like something you just did that was disappointing. It's like, it's, I, I just really like it. Yeah. I like the throwback and like not instead of you're fixating on this past action that's, you know, kind of left you with these feelings, but instead of looking at the present where you have these two cups that are pretty good and you did really well. So I like that sort of differentiation. And then if you want to look at a picture of me in the middle of the night, look at the nine of swords because this is me. (laughs) (laughs) Like she's just staring awake in the middle of the night. Like, (laughs) so I really liked all kind of four of those cards. And I love that actually there's the panic that's in the nine of swords, but there's also like the swords are all different colors. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of that consuming fear out of it. It's just yeah. recognizing the fear that's there. And the God, panic, yeah. But the eyes open, like just staring into the darkness, anxiety thing is real. It's so real. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Oh no. So now we get to pull a card to represent our relationship with the deck. Yay. I've got to shuffle because uh, it's just necessary. You're just going to get okay. the three of swords because you just pulled that out. I know. I know. <laughs> Oh, one other thing about this deck is that it isn't really reversible. The backs are, like, very, very distinctive. They're not really reversible. But also the book doesn't even have reversal definitions in it. So it's not designed to be read with reversals. So what'd you get, Holly? What'd you get? You're did, gonna you, did you get temperance? I'm, yeah, you're going to think that I'm lying. You got? Did you get really I get temperance? I literally got temperance, yes. <laughs> Esther? <laughs> What are you ignoring, Holly? I know. I am trying so hard. <laughs> Maybe you need to stop trying. Maybe that's what Tempers is saying. Stop trying and just be. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Because Mermaid Tarot, we took off last week. And then this week with Luna Soul, you got Temperance. Both Temperance were Mermaid in this one. Oh, my God. Okay. I need to figure this out. This is too weird. And I know that, like, there's a lot of stuff that, I don't know. It's just, like, I'm taking steps towards things. Why is it still giving me this card? Maybe it's the, not the wrong steps, but, like, it's not the thing you're supposed to temperance. Yeah, maybe. Fuck. Okay, well. (laughs) You gotta, like, lay, like, five, like, five areas out. (laughs) Like, like, home, work, relationship, and something else. Like, health, Yeah. Just do that That's and then really see where idea. temperance. Okay, see. Okay, do that and then separate the cards like four or five stacks and then see where temperance is. Oh, that's a really good in the, idea. In the stack, yeah, and then see where like what it, wherever that stack is, where temperance is, pick it out and say like, okay, well, if it's in the home stack, temperance in the home stack, that means I need to focus on something at home. That is or in such the health stack. a good idea. So just kind of like, like cut you're the cards. dealing cards, like just yeah, do yeah, five you can, across. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can either like deal the cards out or just cut your deck. That's a that. really good strategy. I'm gonna have to do that because this is too fucking weird. It's too too weird. <laughs> okay, thank you, Esther. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> and then my card is the world. So interesting that we both got <laughs> major arcana. Major arcanas, but mine is like completion, which I feel like I'm just starting on the journey. So maybe it's like I'm leveling up. That's what I'm gonna think of it yeah, as. Yeah, you're totally I'm leveling, leveling up, up with this deck. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe you got temperance again. I can't again. believe I got temperance again either. Oh, my gosh. That okay. That is so wild. Ugh. 
all of your decks are being rude to you right now. I know. And what did you say? That was a fire. Like I always think of it as being water. Temperance. Yeah. Temperance is a fire. Yeah. It's it's like it's like not a fire. It's elementally like or or alchemically. Elemental, alchemical. I don't know what the difference is. (laughs) Same thing. Yeah. All right, so next week we will be talking about the Oracle of Mystical Moments. And it's been a while since we did an Oracle deck, too, so that's fun. I know, it is. Yeah, it'll be fun. Awesome. Oh, my God. This is the most exciting part of this whole episode to me. This really is. It's super, super exciting. I am amazed. Okay, so we were stressed out about releasing the Patreon, and then my grandmother-in-law died, and so I disappeared off the face of the planet. And we were so flattered and honored that so many of you already follow us on patreon i know like it was just like a big hug from you all it felt so 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 good and it's just really scary to put yourself out there in that way and so for people to be like hey we like your podcast yeah exactly like hey we want to support you we want to help you out it just feels really good yeah so as if you're interested in supporting us on patreon it's patreon.com slash wildly tarot podcast and as promised, we're going to do some shout outs for our lovely listeners who are supporting yes. us on Patreon. Can you believe I know. it? So for anyone who's $5 or above, you will get your name shouted out on the podcast as well as a tarot card draw. So we're going to thank you and we're going to give you a tarot card for your day. Yeah. So first is Christina M. And thank you for growing with us. Your card is the Queen of Pentacles. Ooh. Ooh. And then Carrie A., thank you for dreaming with us. Your card is the Seven of Cups. Kelly G., thank you for dreaming with us. And your card is the Four of Wands. Ooh la la. (laughs) (laughs) Courtney B., thank you for growing with us. Your card is the Six of Pentacles. Anna, and thank you for dreaming with us. Your card is the Four of Cups. Look for the cup. Look for the cup. Yeah. Anna G., thank you for adventuring with us. Your card is... Oh, something just fell on the ground. Let's see what Oh, what what came out? What popped out? What popped out for Anna? The Two of Pentacles. Gaia, thank you for adventuring with us. Your card is the Three of Swords. All right. And Stephanie, thank you for dreaming with us. Your card is... The Two of Cups. Savannah C., thank you for adventuring with us. Your card is the Ace of Wands. And finally, Katie V., thank you for dreaming with us. Your card is the Page of Swords. The same as our card of the day. What balance. And so we will be doing shout outs as often as they come in. If you're one of the people who followed us in the past week, then you may be on our next episode because we wanted yes. to not do all of them all at people once. at once yeah <laughs> yeah because maybe it will stop and we won't have anybody for next week exactly so. <laughs> exactly all of our anxieties about our worth just like really come roaring to a fork i know it is but anyway yeah. if you want to support us like we already said it's uh patreon.com slash wildly tarot podcast and even if you don't know if now is the right time you can at least go to see what the rewards are and kind of all the cool stuff we're doing over there Uh, But that's our show. And again, we're so, so, so grateful for all of your support. If you have a tarot question or life question to be helped through tarot, email us at wileytarotpodcast at gmail.com or message us on our Instagram at wileytarotpodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram for pictures of the decks we're using or any of the references we make, really. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or join our our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. Also, feel free to follow each of us on Instagram. I am at Celestial Esther and Holly is at Holly 
enchanted. Go forth and tarot wildly this week. Yay! You can do it. We love yes, you. you can. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>